The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter, where today on the podcast, secondary is the discussion as the Denver Broncos are going to have to retool their cornerback room and how will they do it. And maybe the safeties will be involved too. We'll get into a little bit of the safeties, but let's be honest. I think we can all kind of put uh, on the wall what I think the correct moves should be made for the Denver Broncos. And that probably includes retaining Justin Simmons, but the cornerback room is a different story. So we're going to focus on that today, and I say we because Zach Seegers, of course, contributor to MyLifeSports.com, our writer for the Broncos Beat, uh, joining us on the podcast, as you usually do, Zach, every single week. Where can they follow you on Twitter? And uh, tell us a little bit about some of the recent pieces that have come out lately. Thanks, Ronnie. Uh, yeah, they can find me on Twitter at Zach, Z-A-C-H underscore Seegers, S-E-G-A-R-S. Um, recently, we have some of those What's On Drafts coming out. I wrote last week on players the Broncos could trade up for, you know, players they really should consider trading up for. And then I also looked at, uh, well, this week I'll be looking at players they can trade down and get um, that will still add some value to the team if they want to trade into the uh, 20s, which we uh, discussed last week on the podcast. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've also got one looking at a Darius Slay. That'll kind of tie into our conversation today nicely. Yeah, there's a lot to get to when it comes to the cornerbacks because I want to tie the rookies in as well to some extent, but I want to start with the Chris Harris Jr. situation, which, of course, he is an undra- uh, unrestricted free agent, excuse me, although he is an undrafted uh, guy as well, too. 31 years old, played 99.3% of the available snaps, and that is highest of all corners who will be unrestricted free agents this year. I think Chris Harris still brings a lot of the national attention as well as the uh, quality of play, although I think everybody locally will say, and maybe even Chris Harris Jr. himself admitting that he didn't play at a Pro Bowl level last year and that he was not deserving of a Pro Bowl election that he did not get. But still a pretty darn good corner, and particularly in this NFL day and age where, look, let's face it, you probably need three corners just to match up with the three elite wide receivers that offenses are spitting out now as well too so a little bit more of a premium on that position moving forward so chris harris jr when it comes to snaps percentage played is number one with logan ryan james bradbury three daryl worley four eli apple five byron jones we're going to come back to him at six bashad breeland at seven and rashad melvin at number eight those again are percentage of snaps on the field as unrestricted free agents those are the top eight now, uh, the name that many in the media have been throwing around is Byron Jones. That's, that's the fine corner uh, from Dallas, the youngest particularly of the three, I think, that have drawn a lot of the most discussion lately. Uh, Jones is 28 with Darius Slay of the Detroit Lions being also included in this conversation. However, that would have to be executed via a trade. Slay is 29. Um, I'm going to start this podcast simply by asking the question, Zach, if you could pick one of the three, Chris Harris Jr., Darius Slay, Byron Jones, who would you keep? 
I think Byron Jones is definitely the way to go if you're the Broncos here. Um, Byron Jones is uh, the best of the three. He's had the best career recently. And as you said, he's also the youngest of the three. He would be the most expensive, but Chris Harris Jr. and Darius Slay are declining players at this point in their career. And Darius Slay is going to be expensive because the Broncos would have to trade for him. And Chris Harris Jr. is going to be expensive because the Broncos will have to pay him a lot more money. You know, both guys, both of those options are going to cost the Broncos 13 to $14 million a year. And if they pursue Darius Slay, they'll have to trade for him as well. And I think that's way too much to pay for a declining cornerback. Byron Jones would cost a lot, but he'd uh, provide stability at the position. And, you know, you're getting, especially under Ed Donatello and Vic Fangio, potentially a pretty elite cornerback. And look, I think that's maybe the bottom line for me, if you're the Denver Broncos, is that you just need to come out of this free agency with someone, whether it's Chris Harris Jr. or whether you think it's Byron Jones, to pair alongside... Uh, your corners that you hope will see the field next year. Of course, we didn't see them this year, but um, uh, talking in particularly about, uh, oh gosh, uh, give me the name, slot corner from the Bears. Oh, Bryce Callahan. Uh, Bryce Callahan, thank you. Um, you know, we don't know what Bryce Callahan is. Uh, the, simply put, he was a great player in the slot for Chicago, but this is not Chicago. This is Colorado. This is Denver. Though it is, it is and, the and it's same a year scheme. later. But it's a different team, and it's also a year later as well, too, which is a big deal. I uh, just hope that uh, Bryce Callahan does come back with that same uh, quality play, but I think he can come back with that as a two. I don't know if you want him as the one. So that's my big thing, is if Denver can just come away with someone as a as a number one clear-cut corner, whether it's continuing to retain Chris Harris Jr., or maybe it is looking at Byron Jones, I, I wouldn't be opposed to them moving assets for Darius Lake. We talked about this on the previous podcast. They have so many dra- draft picks right now. They've, they've got to move some of them. So if you can move one to, to go get a guy like that, why wouldn't you? Because Darius Slay is going to be a one-year rental. His contract only goes through the 2020 season. He's getting paid roughly $13.5 million next year. And Chris Harris Jr. had the worst uh, season of his career last year and still, according to PFF, outplayed Darius Slay. So you're looking at a guy who isn't as talented as Chris Harris Jr., um, also seems to be declining like Chris Harris Jr., costs about as much, but unlike Chris Harris Jr., picking him up will cost you draft picks. And I agree with you. We talked about it last week. The Broncos should be in the trade market, and they should be active this offseason when it comes to trades, whether that be for veterans or uh, you know trading up in the draft. They should be active in that market. They're, that That doesn't mean they should chase every opportunity, including the bad ones. And I just... I, I approached the Darius Slay rumors going, the Broncos should trade for Darius Slay. They need cornerback depth badly. But as I looked more and more into it, it just doesn't make sense from a financial standpoint or an on-the-field standpoint. The only argument I think you can make for Slay over Chris Harris Jr. is that, again, with Callahan coming back, you don't want Callahan to be your number one. You want him to be probably your number two and ideally your slot corner because that's what he does so well. Sure. He's arguably the best slot corner, or at least when he was healthy arguably the best slot corner in the NFL. So then maybe you could argue argue Slay's more of an outside guy. Harris is more of a slot guy as well. You don't need two slot guys. Um, But yeah, I I just think Slay makes the least sense out of the three options. 
um, because he costs the same as Harris, and you'd have to give up a draft pick for a lesser player. Sprung's Blitz Podcast presented by our friends over there at Tab 14, 1920 Blake Street, just hops, giving a jump away from Coors Field. There's another name that's being injected into this conversation, or at least I'm going to inject it myself. We're going to talk about that next. Of course, welcome back to the Broncos Blitz podcast, presented by your friends over there at Tab 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. So, we, we've talked about Slay. We've talked about Byron Jones. We've talked about Chris Harris Jr. Um, before we get to this next name, that one I want to inject into it, is there any way you think the Denver Broncos could run away with maybe two of these guys? Look, they've got a lot of cap room, and let's face it, we're talking about a AFC West now that's got to cover wide receivers with Patrick Mahomes thrown to him. Uh, potentially a brand new shiny toy in LA. Who knows if they're going to go with the draft or uh, what they do post Phillip Rivers. Uh, and, and Derek Carr actually kind of roughed them up last year, to be truly honest. Um, there are some pretty darn good quarterbacks in this division, so maybe making sense of spending some money in that secondary. Do you think they could walk away with two of those guys at all? Is there any way? Absolutely. Like you said, they've got more cap space than most teams, and that number can go up with the Ronald Leary situation and the Joe Flacco situation as those get cleared up. Um, Also, they're going to have just that cap space is going to shoot up astronomically for all the teams in the league with the new CBA. So absolutely, they can afford to target two of these guys in free agency, though I think the approach I would go with if I was the Broncos would be target one of these guys. You know, Byron Jones, I think, is, again, the best of them, even though he is the most expensive. But I think you can swallow that contract because you're getting Bryce Callahan for a relative discount if he does come back at the uh, level he's expected to play as. Um, and then you can target the draft in the second or third round. And this cornerback, again, we keep talking about the receiver group because it is so excellent, but it's overshadowing some other really deep position groups that line up well with the Broncos' needs. Uh, and, and cornerback is one of those groups. This cornerback class is superb in the draft. And that's where I want to inject the names. Jeff Okuda, Ohio State. Uh, I think this is a guy who is not going to get to 15. Uh, I no think many way. people agree. So you're talking about moving assets. I was picturing this in my mind, and I thought to myself, you know, if Denver came home with Byron Jones, Jeff Okuda, Bryce Callahan as a top three corner room, I would say, (laughs) fine and dandy with me. Spend the money that you need and spend the assets that you have to go get those kind of players. And coached up by Fangio and Donatel. That would quickly be... Quickly one be of the, the best, strength of the defense. One yes. of the best secondaries in the league. And then, yes. again, you still have up front uh, a Miller and Chubb, who you have a secondary like that and a pass rush like that, you're going to force a lot of turnovers. You're going to get a lot of sacks. And 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 then Justin Simmons in the back end. It, it can get expensive again, but uh, the Broncos have so much cap space. They have more cap space than they can realistically spend. And this cap space, the cap numbers are about to get ridiculous. Paying Byron Jones $16 million seems like a lot right now, but in two, three years when the highest paid corners are all getting over 20, he'll be a discount. It'll it'll look like a steal. Um, so I'm with you. I think you got to do that. And they should absolutely be looking to trade up for Jeff Akuda. Uh, the biggest concern there is the Lions sitting at three. They apparently love Akuda. Um, they've also been connected to quarterbacks. They're kind of a big pivot point in this draft. You may have to trade up with them all the way at three 
which would be expensive to get a CUDA. But I think it's worth it. This is a guy with Patrick Peterson, Jalen Ramsey potential. But like Patrick Peterson, he's not a headache off the field. He's not a noise machine. And I, the Broncos would absolutely uh, uh, need that this this season. I and look, we've we've seen some great corners come out of Ohio State as well, too. And oh, yeah. Uh, look, if the Denver, best young cornerbacks recently. Yes. The most important thing, I think, if you're Denver, you know, again, the expense of a certain draft pick doesn't matter to me that much as long as you get your guy. Absolutely. You know, and you get the guy that you know is going to be a 10-year player. If that if that means you're spending multiple draft picks to trade up to a certain area, look, Kansas City moving up to 10 from 27 to get Patrick Mahomes. Anybody regretting that deal now? No, I don't think so. As Every long GM as you get your guy, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And I, I think Denver is in a situation now where, you know, instead of taking 10 darts and throwing them at the dartboard, um, I would like to see them take five darts and throw it at a much bigger dartboard and trying to hit on quality. You know, and, and if that means they're only picking up five or six rookies this year instead of the potential nine ten, look, nine and ten players ain't gonna make the roster anyways. I mean, there's probably some that aren't gonna make the roster. I wanna see them really focus on quality because they need those type of players who are gonna be around for the next five, ten years. Exactly. And like you're saying, with the amount of cap space and the amount of draft picks they have, they've got all the darts they they need. They've got more than enough darts. So I'll reallocate some of those darts into, like you're saying, targeting the quality prospects. They should not only consider trading up in the first round, but in the second, in the third, maybe trading up from the fourth round to the third round. They should be at every point in this draft considering, is there, like you're saying, this guy we believe in, we think he's going to be a solid contributor for five, ten years. We can trade up for him. We can go get him. Now, uh, Jeff Kuda is the big name, uh, of course, when it comes to that corner room. Is there anybody else... That stands out. Uh, Henderson out of Florida. Is is there anybody that, um, that you grasp to? Some people really love Henderson. He's got nice quickness, but some of his lack of physicality and also Florida corners have busted recently. You know, you've had a lot of big prospects come out of there. Um, Vernon Hargraves is a name that jumps to mind. Uh, they had a bunch of guys also in that class. Uh, Quincy Wilson, um, Tease Tabor, and and all none of them really lived up to expectations. Um, and and a lot of those Florida guys also have off-the-field issues, so that's a concern for me with C.J. Henderson. I love Christian Fulton, though. I've seen him kind of slide down the board. He's not flashy, but he's very polished, good technique, good man-cover corner. He could The Broncos could plug him in, and from day one, they'd have one of those three cornerback slots uh, filled with a solid day-one starter. Um, I also really like uh, Jeff Gladney out of TCU. Um uh, Trayvon Diggs out of Alabama is a hyper athletic option that is more raw. But if you believe in Ed Donatel and Vic Fangio to develop him, um, you know, he's got one of the higher ceilings of the bunch because uh, he recently made the uh, uh, switch from wide receiver to cornerback. So he's not as familiar with that position. Um, so I think there's a ton of options throughout the first and, and early second round. The, the Broncos would be thrilled with, even if they miss out on Akuda. Though, again, Akuda is so special, he is worth trading up and targeting despite the depth behind him. And that's, that's where that's the key word you just said like special. Oh, he's this a once a is, decade. This is the guy. once a decade type of guy that you absolutely know when you draft the kind of Quentin Nelson type where you're like, okay, we're solidifying that spot for the next 10 years. 
Uh, it, and if that means Denver is trading a second and, and an extra third or whatever, or maybe even moving up higher uh, with picks from next year to get this guy, I, I just the way I look at it is solidify the position and and do it with security to mm-hmm. know that you have a stud coming in. And very much, look, if, if you add in free agency and then on top of that you, you grab a guy like Akuda, then you're talking about a team of, of corners that are going to be rock solid that you don't, you don't have to worry about that position pending injury for the next seven years. Absolutely. You're set. And, and, and I think in an in a NFL world today where it is so critical to have corners. You know, I, I used to say this a lot, and, I, and I'm really starting to walk this take back, to be truly honest, because of the way the NFL has changed. I've always said that the corner is a secondary position. Uh, it's funny, pardon the, pardon the secondary pun, is a secondary position to everything else. It's lower on the priority list, because I've always felt, look, a NFL corner is not going to cover an NFL wide receiver for 10 seconds. Uh, you have to have a pass rush. The pass rush was so important. But I'm really starting to wonder if the corner needs to be moved up on my little priority list uh, near the top when it comes to defense because we are now seeing quarterbacks who throw the football so quickly that the pass rush isn't even phasing them. Mm-hmm. And they're so smart and they're so savvy and you need great tacklers and you need great instincts and you need great speed or else you're going to get absolutely chewed up by some of the greats. And, I mean, we mentioned them just in this division. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, arguably the best one. they got to see him twice a year. Would love mm-hmm. to see Jeff Okuda wrap it, strapping on to the number one wide receiver for Kansas City for the next five years. And like you said, the the Raiders are have an incredible offense right now with Derek Carr. They might look to upgrade that quarterback. And position he has been a thorn in, order, in their side. He has yes. been. And then the Chargers have that sixth overall pick there in the quarterback market. What if they had a a raw hyper athletic guy like a Justin Herbert, who is that bevy of weapons down there? That's going to become a problem quick. Um, now to your uh, ranking of the positions on the on the totem pole, I uh, I think it's kind of a mix. I I'd say corner, your run of the mill corner isn't that valuable valuable a position because you're right you know they're not going to consistently lock down nfl wide receivers that being said the rare breed of lockdown or shutdown corner that can take a receiver out of the game or lock down one side of the field um i think you're right that is one of the more valuable defensive positions they're just so hard to come by and akuda is that rare guy who can just lock down one half of the field take away a team's best weapon, and you just don't have to worry about it anymore. Of course, uh, we'll be talking a lot about the Broncos and what potentially their free agency strategy could be, their draft strategy could be, and a lot more coming on the Broncos Blitz podcast. I want to touch really quick on the safeties. I, I don't think there's a ton to discuss when it comes to this because, to me, it's pretty set in stone. Bring Justin Simmons back. Period. End of story, right? Yeah, you got to bring Justin Simmons back, and I think if uh, – the asking price isn't too high. You should bring Will Parks back sure. too. You know he he can move into the slot corner. We saw the, some of that this season. Good locker uh, room guy good strong, too, and a great locker room yes. guy. Especially for I think Justin Simmons makes Will Parks better. Particularly with Will Justin Parks Simmons, their best makes friends. Yep. Justin Simmons better. Um, you know I think bringing him back would also because the Broncos probably aren't going to get this deal done with Simmons. It's probably going to be a, a tag and then sign later on in the offseason deal. Uh, bringing Will Parks back, I bet, is going to help uh, some of that Simmons asking price. Um, 
yeah, and he's just a valuable defensive piece. I think bring both those guys back is ideal. Uh, if you lose Parks, I think you got to address the safety position uh, later on in the draft because you're going to need – Kareem Jackson's not going to be able to hold down that strong safety spot uh, forever. So you're going to have to get ready to replace him if you lose Will Parks. Of course, we will stay up to date on all the things going on with the Broncos. Not only the secondary, but of course, those big beefy guys up front too on offense and defense, skill position players, and of course, that quarterback. We always like to talk about that quarterback and what is going on. And although I have to say, it is very refreshing that the quarterback is not the focus this year, as uh, it does appear that Denver may have found themselves a decent one in Drew Locke. And of course, to stay up to date on all this info, be sure to check it out at the well, home of the Broncos Blitz, which is Mile High Sports at MileHighSports.com. And, of course, our radio show that we got going on as well, too. That would be 3 p.m. Monday through Friday, Mountain Standard Time. So if you're local here in Denver, that means AM 1340 or FM 104.7 or MileHighSports.com or the Mile High Sports mobile app. There's a lot of places you can find us, as well as the live stream that we have up on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. For our East Coast listeners, that means, do the math, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're again on those same platforms and the platforms where you can find this podcast as well, too. Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and, of course, MileHighSports.com. Zach Seegers, the guest joining me today on the podcast. Uh, where can they follow you one last time on Twitter? And let's talk about uh, some of the things that you got going on, including our What's on Draft. Yeah, on Twitter, I'm at Zach underscore Seegers. That's Zach with a C-H underscore S-E-G-A-R-S. Uh, and then, yeah, what's on draft this week? We're focusing on who can the Broncos trade back for and maybe still get. We're going to have a lot of those cornerback names in the draft, not the Jeff Akutas, of course, but some of those uh, first-round corners that are likely to go in the 20s, uh, some linebacker help, some offensive line help even. So, uh yeah, that's the place for uh, all the good Broncos draft coverage. That would be milehighsports.com, milehighsports.com for all the info. And, of course, I want to say thanks one last time to our friends over there at Tap 14, 19, 20 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. We are all done for the Broncos Blitz podcast one last time. Don't forget, you can subscribe, and hopefully you like the podcast. Give it five stars on many of our platforms from Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and, of course, MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit MileHighSports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.